is Talking Here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. You know, we had talked about, man, we should start the week with John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. You know, we should have him come in on Mondays, get the week started off, just just uh, fire right outside the gates. Why wait till Tuesday? But <laughs> John, you were saying, man, it's a good thing I'm not in here on Monday. You were a little fired up yesterday, deservedly so, right? Oh, Oh, I, I texted you yesterday, and I was like, man, it is a good thing I'm not on with you yesterday because I actually had to get on Twitter and do a Spaces uh, you know, a Twitter podcast because I was so pent up mad about that. <laughs> I mean, that bill came out Sunday night, and I read through 125 pages of it. I had to put it down. I could my the top of my head was going to pop off. I couldn't read it anymore. Absolutely pathetic. Well, you know, it, we never like have a list of topics to cover, or sometimes you'll scribble down like three or four things to talk about, and then at the end of the hour, we we'll realize. Man, we never talked about any of the things you had on your list there. Uh, but one of the things I put down on, on a list of potential top, uh, topics to cover today is retreat, retreat, fall back. Mitch McConnell is calling for a full retreat of some of the squishy moderate Senate Republicans now because he knows how united in opposition the Republican House is against this sham of a so-called border deal. And then, of course, you had uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines come out very early, rightfully so, yesterday and say, I am a no on this bill. It doesn't it doesn't solve the border crisis. It actually makes it worse and it codifies uh, into law. Uh, a permanent invasion of this country. What you saw yesterday was amazing. I've never seen it in my whole life. In 24 hours from Sunday evening to Monday evening, you had the House uh, rhinos, along with Chuck Schumer, unveil this this border... Um, the Senate rhinos. Yeah, that, excuse me, Senate rhinos, unveil this, this border surrender bill that they've been touting for months now. They unveil this thing, claiming the whole time it didn't say what it does say, what it does say right there in black and white. And then the opposition to it was so massive that 24 hours later, you got them coming back in a meeting, in their private meeting Monday night, saying, Wait, uh, guys, we're going to have to vote no on this thing. <laughs> so, I mean, it was amazing. I tell you what did it, Aaron, was because the House leadership, as one, stood up yesterday and said, This is not even getting a vote. Unity is a Beautiful thing. Yeah. And good job by Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, by saying dead on arrival. And yeah, you nailed it. They, all, they wouldn't release the text of their the sacred text of this bill that they were writing together with Chuck Schumer. But meanwhile, everybody else knew what, what they were throwing into it. And they were saying, uh, you will allow 5000 illegals a day before you even claim to attempt to do something on the southern border. You're still going to allow millions of illegals to invade this country. No, no, no. That's not what it says. That's not what it says wait till you see the bill they saw the bill um that's what you said it's in the bill it's it's there you know and they got they got busted on their their freaking lie well eddie haskell there uh jim langford out of oklahoma got laid out by mitch mcconnell because he's counting that thing all over the place and then mitch last night says yeah everybody vote no <laughs> all right it's it's done uh, time to move on yeah Oh, it's just uh, about dang stinking time, isn't it? All right, lots to talk about with John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. We'll see if we get to anything on his little uh, list uh, scribbled down there today. 
Hey, look out, Montana. The IRS will file your taxes for you. Our producer, Travis Lee, with that news story on our Montana Talks website, plus more Western Montana campgrounds are going with online reservations. A contributor out of Missoula, the great Denny Bedard, with that report. And Montana's governor standing with Texas to secure our southern border, saying Montana stands with Texas in this fight. That and much more. Go to MontanaTalks.com. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, John, I, did I send you that Babylon Bee headline? I know you shared it via Twitter. I can't remember if I sent it to you. There's so many great Babylon Bee headlines to share all the time. But uh, what was what was the latest one? Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, John, by the way, uh, via Twitter, x.com, at PVTJokerUS, if you want to find the Joker on X or Twitter, whatever you call it. But the Babylon Bee had this satirical headline mocking this sham of a so-called border deal. New Senate anti-murder bill caps murders at 5,000 per day. So we're still going to allow 5,000 people a day to be murdered, but this is our new anti-murder bill. What that adds up to, everybody did the math real quick, it adds up to 1.8 million that they're going to allow in right off the bat every year. And that's that's who, who they're going to actually put on the, on the on books. The books yeah. Right? How many are going to sneak across anyway that they're going to just let through? That's what this does. And it, by the time I got through 125 pages of it, you knew right then what this does is bottom line. I've got li- written down like 14 things here, Aaron, about just how bad it is in the details. <laughs> but what it does in its essence is funds and legalizes the continued invasion of our country. Everything you see happening on the border right now continues, but fully funded and legalized. Yeah, not only does it fully allow this illegal invasion to continue, but it gives billions of dollars of our taxpayer dollars to these anti-American, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic NGOs that are facilitating the invasion on our southern border, that are that are facilitating the support networks for the Hamas terrorists. They are. It's it's no different than the UN. I, I made this point yesterday. We had a, a a lady who used to work for the Montana Farm Bureau in Helena it, it, uh, called us from Jerusalem yesterday, and I made the point with her that our taxpayer dollars went to the UN. The UN then gives our taxpayer dollars to these aid workers in the Gaza Strip. So basically, you had people being paid by the U.N., being paid by us, the taxpayers, that participated in the October 7th Hamas terror attacks. But it's no different. Our taxpayer funds go to these anti-American NGOs that facilitate the invasion on our southern border. And this bill would have handed billions more dollars to all the above. Ten billion dollars more to them. And do you just say it flat out? You know, it can go through all the, the machinations, but you're funding Hamas. Is that's what you're doing. You're, you're funding Hamas through all that. And, and who, the drug cartels. Yeah. Who gave away the game yesterday was John Thune, who we were talking about in the break. And I guess he walks out in the hallway and is talking to some of these reporters out there yesterday about this bill. Oh, is it going to pass? Are you going to have to vote? Is it going to pass? <laughs> you know, they're, they're just, they're just, just, just you know, like spider monkeys on meth out there. Joe, Joe Biden uh, and John please, Tester please, need a lifeline. Oh, oh, get it done. Get it done. You know, and, and Thune, Thune gives it up to one of the reporters. He says, well... We, 
we just really, most of our caucus wants to get an outcome. And if we're not going to actually get an outcome here, then we're not sure where this is going to go. And what that means is when the House told them, hell no, that's when they're like, okay, this this has now become a lose-lose for us. Well, what's the phrase? You know, when when your opponent or, or, or if your enemy is drowning, don't throw them a rope. The, the Senate Democrats and the Biden administration is drowning in this invasion crisis that they created. Why would you hand them a rope to make it look – now – and you, not only are you handing them a rope, but you're not even getting any major concessions out of them. You are literally just handing them a lifeline and meanwhile doing nothing to secure our border. Well, see, you know, this was not just there, Eddie Haskell, Jim Langford doing this. This was coming back every day to leadership, to McConnell and all his people for thumbs up, thumbs down. They knew from day one the exact details of this, and they were giving it a thumbs up the whole way. Like I said, the only thing that stopped them was the house standing up it the entire house leadership stood up in statements and said it's doa well and i think i think montana's u.s senator steve daines i think you know he's i've mentioned this on the show before i think he is very diplomatically uh trying to move the senate gop in a more conservative direction he has been unabashedly pro-trump uh for for you know long time and uh, in fact, uh, Donald Trump had very nice things to say about Steve Daines in his Sunday morning futures interview with Maria Bartiromo on Sunday. But I think I think Senator Daines is diplomatically trying to move the the Senate GOP into a more conservative direction, certainly into a more pro-Trump direction. And I think he's trying to usher in diplomatically the pro-McConnell era of the United States Senate. But but I'm an optimist. That's what I, I, I hope, I, I think I see happening here. It's amazing to watch yesterday from Sunday to Monday how when they released the text – it's right there in black and white. You've still got these people in media and these senators out there trying to come out on, on the media saying, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. You SOB, it's right here in black and white. What are you talking about? It doesn't say that. But, I mean, they will gaslight you to oh, death. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how just shameless they are. Well, and that was one of the things that I scribbled down as, as a topic to cover with you here this morning is uh, Elon Musk. He, he had a great tweet several days ago about the French Revolution. And, he, you know, these lawmakers, they'll call it a border bill. But it doesn't secure the border. It actually makes the border uh, crisis worse. Just like and, – and Tim Sheehy, the uh, Republican U.S. Senate candidate, made this point. They call it the Inflation Reduction Act, but it increases inflation. And Elon Musk had a great tweet where, where he was talking about the French Revolution, and he says, you know um, – the people that the group that sent so many people to the guillotine during the French Revolution was called the Committee of Public Safety, not the Cut Off Their Heads Committee. <laughs> so if they tell you they're doing something, they're not. They're actually doing the opposite. Well, well, Elon has been driving them nuts with his tweets over the last couple of weeks on illegal immigration to the border because one of his tweets will get 125,000 likes. Well, yeah. and, and speaking of uh, of France, I think Elon Musk just met with uh, Mitterrand last week. <laughs> Uh, just met with him last week, and they had a great conversation. I'd like to have seen that. Oh, wait, I think Mitterrand died in 96. Heads up, Brandon. This 
is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Oh man, I was going to try to wait till the nine o'clock hour for this one, but yeah, let's let's roll into it right now because we got a great caller on the phone lines. Uh, John, didn't I say it during the break? I said I said, hey, let's we got to talk about Toby Keith today, but let's try to save it for the nine o'clock hour. But now we'll, we we got a caller on the line right now who wants to talk about the great Toby Keith. Uh, just what a great American. Let's go to Evan and Belt, uh, our Air Force veteran friend. Evan, thanks for the call. Morning, Aaron. Morning, John. How are you guys doing this morning? Hey, doing great. Thanks for the call. You bet. Hey, you know, I got a, a little story. It was one of my uh, tours over in Iraq, I believe it was in 04, and Toby came in and and uh, set up uh, his concert there at uh, one of, well, I guess it would have been Saddam's old uh stadiums where he had some some competitions and stuff going on but he he played amazing and it, the thing that i'll remember about that night is we he played for like two hours and then did a, about another 45 minute encore and during the encore we took some small arms fire from outside the outside the wire and you army boys jumped up with those helicopters knocked that down pretty good and we just nobody moved anywhere we just kept that on rock and we we lost the Patriot there, my friend. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about Toby Keith. I, I you know, and, and when I, sh- I shared a little bit via Twitter earlier this morning, but this guy has done so much for our troops. I mean, he absolutely loved our troops. He loved this country. And really, uh, I mean, since the 9-11 terror attacks, it was Toby Keith who uh, it was the anthem for not just America, but he was the anthem for American patriots that were gone on deployment after deployment and training exercise after training exercise and their in the and the the spouses and the kids that were back home missing their loved ones Toby Keith paid constant tribute to to those men and women Absolutely you know I wish we just had some patriots back in DC right now man I'll tell you Joe and John they just they're absolutely worthless anti-American I I I shared that one with you this morning about John and and you know how I likened him to uh, doggone Benedict Arnold. He's he's a traitor. So is Joe, and and they just uh, they just start completely tearing our country down. And we've got to change this. We we need change here coming up. And boy, if we don't get it here soon, it's not going to be good. Yeah, you know, I, I great to hear from you. Then, of course, the John he's referring to is John Tester. Uh, who came out in support of of this illegal immigrant invasion, saying that he supports uh, a population larger than the, the population of Montana still coming into this country illegally. That's what John Tester confirmed. Evan, thanks for the call. Yeah, uh, and, and definitely want to talk more about Toby Keith in in the 9 o'clock hour coming up. we got phone lines open for you right now, 406-294-0970. Uh, although, John Jackson, um, you know, the one thing I, I would say is, man, it's like well, – I guess Toby Keith had played a concert at, at Camp Ramadi, Iraq. I can't remember if it was right before I got there or right after I left. And then same thing, I was at Cop Wilderness out in the ma- mountains of Afghanistan. Somebody told me Toby Keith showed up out there. Can't remember if it was before I you know, got there or after I left. But it was like when I was a little kid in Glasgow, Montana. They'd always get the new playground equipment after I went up to the next <laughs> school. They never got the new playground equipment when I was in the school. You know, like, well, If you're over 40 <laughs> out there... One of one of Toby's great songs that that all of us as men identify with 
You know, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever as I ever was. That's right. <laughs> well, especially at your age, John. I mean, I know that's uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I tell you, I, kind of an outlaw song that you don't hear much play on from Toby Keith. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's it's called "I'll Never Smoke Weed with Willie." Oh, again. it's a great song. Oh my, that, you know, it's back in the day. My I guess. party's all over before it began. <laughs> I guess w Willie Nelson was known to having the best, strongest weed, and he'd sit down with Toby, and Toby would hit that thing a couple times, and pow, he's on the floor. <laughs> now, were you, like, undercover in the room somewhere at the time? Uh, oh, know, no, that's just the words of the song. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. No, that was, that's actually a really good song. And then, of course, you know, this is one of my all-time favorites as well. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to run. Yeah, I grew up in town. You know, you live in Montana, you grow up in town. It's like, come on. You know, my cousins are the cool cowboys in the family. But uh, I don't know, maybe someday. Maybe well, someday. Yeah, like Ann Coulter, <laughs> said, Ann Coulter said years ago, she made the point that marriage was designed to corral men. So that men could be brought into a family unit and, and be steady husbands and fathers to create that family unit. That, that's why they made marriage. It was to grab men. And that's what, that's what you hear in that song. Toby Keith, like all men, has that part of him that wishes he was still a cowboy riding the range. He knows that's not what he should be doing, but he's still got that part of him. He's still got that badger in it. You know? <laughs> that's right. Well, the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. I mean, if you can do it, more power to you. But uh, let's see. Uh, well, and there's so many great Toby Keith songs we could play. I, I want to talk about the, the, the time I got to see Toby Keith at the Metro in Billings back in 2021. Uh, the, uh, Brian and Billings, he said, you guys should play the Taliban song uh, by Toby Keith. That's a classic. And then um, and then he also recommended I'll, I'll Never Smoke Weed with Willie again also. How do you like me now? How That's do you like me one. now? Yeah. Oh, man, there's so many great songs. Uh, let's go to Tim in Billings next up on the phone lines. Tim, what's going on? Good morning, gentlemen. Um, are either of you familiar with uh, Patrick Bet David? We, uh, he speaks out prominently on Israel. Why do I know that name? I know the name. I can't remember. He's an Iranian uh, immigrant. He's a he's a billionaire. I think he does uh, real estate and uh, investing. He does a lot of podcasts and stuff. Oh, we must be neighbors. We must be neighbors then. If he's a, if he's a. Why are you laughing, John? Yeah. Oh yeah, that guy right next to me. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. Uh, we share helicopter pads. We. Uh, I'm yeah. just joking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Tim, so, no, I, I know I've seen his name before. Yeah. He's pretty interesting, and uh, I, I kind of like a lot of the things I see him doing on different podcasts and stuff. And I saw him on a podcast with the perpetual liberal Bill Maher. And uh, Bill Maher was, was raving about how much he loved Gavin Newsom, because Patrick Beck, Dave Affin, he says, you know, you like Gavin Newsom. He's, oh, I had him on my show. I love him. He's a winner. Why can't we just run him now? He's a winner. He could... You know, he could straighten this country out. He'd have to go more center than he is now because, you know, he's in California, which is Looneyville or whatever. And this Patrick Bet David very calmly, he just says, well, you're a, you're a results-driven guy, aren't you, Bill? And he says, well, yeah, of course. You know, he's, of course you are. You've got a show forever and all this stuff. He's like, you know, what, what are the results that you see in California that you think are winning? 
And he says, well, he, he's a great politician. And they says, yeah, he's a great debater. He's a good moderator. He's an articulate speaker. He's charismatic. He's good looking. What are the results from his policies that you would want to export from California? And it just, of course, Bill Maher has nothing to say. So whenever a liberal is raving and, and you know, just ranting about how great one of their political figureheads is, just ask him what the results are that are that you would like to see brought to your neighborhood. Yeah, tear you apart know? the uh, when you when you break down the the onion, you know, start peeling off the layers. Okay, when you get all this superficial, oh, I like his hair. Uh, what's actually there? Uh, no, great point, Tim. Thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you, John. Speaking of, well, first off, any reaction to what Tim had to say? But also, Bill Maher made made a great point on his, and he's a liberal talk show host on HBO. But he made the same point that we've all been making, which is Joe Biden has the power to secure our border right now. He doesn't need a bill to secure the border. Joe Biden has the power to do it right now and bill maher even said that on hbo last weekend well what they were trying to do of course with that bill they lumped in 60 billion dollars to ukraine in that thing and what like i said this was a way to fund and legalize everything that's going on right now that was that was the entire purpose of this bill and again you have never seen this was historical what you saw in the last 24 hours you have never seen that happen ever not in my lifetime where they invest so much political capital over so many months into something and and leave it dump it in 24 hours just because of the pressure yeah no that's right uh i'm a little distracted because our friends from the montana sky restaurant a couple floors down from us here apparently they're bringing up like free breakfast in a few minutes and i I just wrapped up my my diet tune-up i did my diet tune-up with billings last diet so you know shed off any any fat that i acquired i I was so i was going to the gym like uh around thanksgiving time i wanted to put on some more muscle mass well you know what happens when you want to put on more muscle mass well you start working out more, which means you want to eat more. But you also you need that fat to build the muscle. So then it worked out perfectly. So I wanted to put on more muscle, but then I wanted to burn that fat off. So I went to Billings Last Diet, did my annual tune-up. They're an ideal protein-based program and just shed that fat right off. It's amazing how how successful their, their program and their coaches are. By the way, if, if, if you're looking to shed some fat yourself, BillingsLastDiet.com or give them a call, 294-6751. They even have a remote option now. But I just checked in with my diet coach yesterday, so I, I finished my tune-up. And now we got free breakfast coming soon, thanks to the Montana Sky uh, restaurant. So I might just throw the microphone down and <laughs> run out of the studio in a second here. Do you find – you hear this all the time. I, I'm not sure if it's, it's the case or not. Do you find if, say, you're on a full stomach, do you find that slows down your mental – uh, capacity oh, totally. like your talk here on the radio not only if you're on a full stomach but i've noticed that when i eat clean like if i have a good montana steak uh and and like say, say broccoli or whatever i find that when i eat better i think better too okay. have you found that too oh, sure, yeah. whereas like if you if i pick out on a lot of sugar and a lot of carbs man uh, my brain turns into mush too i okay. uh, yeah Oh, my daughter brings home these these crumble cookies, oh, like yeah. those things, and uh, you, you sit there for you eat one of those things, and it tastes good. But then thirty minutes later, you got the, you got the sugar shakes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you feel like you just dumped like your your. You your look cut. like Dave Chappelle. You got, you got the, the white lipstick on, and you're shaking. Oh my god! 
Give me, give me some like, more of them crumble cookies. It's like your, your body is a, is, a, is, a, is a vehicle's engine, and you just poured uh, turpentine into it, you know, and it's going... Yeah. You go from, like, a mixture of Hunter Biden crackhead to Joe Biden... Yeah, it's awful. Proof donuts, proof donuts are incredible, too. My goodness. Uh, oh, yeah. Man, we were sharing these photos on Twitter, and people started shaking just looking at the photographs the other day. All right, I'm going to see if we can play this, if it's clean enough to play I'll Never Smoke Weed with Willie again. And we'll play that after the break. But first, breakfast. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, John, this is every Tuesday. It should be like this. We just have you know, like a catered breakfast uh, right outside the studio doors. This is big time. We feel like big time radio hosts now with this uh, full man. The bacon's incredible, isn't it? That's like a five star hotel breakfast right there. Well, right? it is. Yeah. So the Montana Sky is, uh, I think, on the twentieth floor of the DoubleTree Hotel in downtown Billings, and we're at the top floor, of course. But uh, one time. I think George was in here, and I was just like, man, I just want some regular breakfast. But I, I don't have much time, you know, in between breaks to, to go down and even get a cup of coffee sometimes. So um, so I was just like, I just ordered room service. I was just like, I want some bacon and eggs. Now we got, like, scrambled eggs with ham and peppers and cheese and and uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, hash brown potatoes. We got the nice crispy bacon. Holy cow! So they spoiled us this morning. So. Yeah, George gets his his snacks from Travis anyway. Yes. So, you know, whenever George Blackard is in here, Travis will will bring him treats and bring him snacks. He'll even fan him down with like a palm leaf. Feeding grapes you know. into his mouth as he talks. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, you and I, we, we get nothing. He's yeah, like, yeah, no, he's yeah. like, all right, guys, whatever. The mics, the mics here. Get, yeah. <laughs> I think Travis was was home in Forsyth on the ranch one time, and we were joking about that. And then the next time you came in, he's like bringing you muffins. He did. He brought me a muffin. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Hey, he had the elk sandwich, uh, the elk breakfast sandwich from Proof Donuts the other day, and and did a little write up on our Montana Talks website. <clears throat> I don't know why we got the munchies all of a sudden uh, <laughs> uh, here, but, uh, well, hold on. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe this is why all of a sudden it seems like we got the munchies here. Smoke weed with Willie again. My party's all over before it began. You can pour me some old whiskey river, my friend. But I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. <laughs> Oh, apparently that was uh, the Bob and Tom show uh, shared that uh, on YouTube in, in honor of the late, great Toby Keith. Yeah, that's a Vegas after the show. We don't, we're not going to talk about what you did in Vegas after the show when we were there for the shot. Why, 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 Aaron, whatever do you mean? <laughs> I do declare. Uh, into the phone lines we go. The mighty human Z on the phone lines right now. Hey, great weeks, greetings, gentlemen. You know. I wonder why Brandon, with all the with all the money he gets from China, he should be seeing and knowing the difference between dead presidents that's on the dollar bill that he's got versus who's alive. He's out there claiming he spoke with President Mitterrand at a summit, and Mitterrand had been dead for seven years. So I think Brandon needs to stare at all that cash he gets from China. It's got dead presidents on there. I'll tell him who's alive, who's not. 
and the ghost of Christmas past is not coming, Brandon. He's not coming. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's right. So the Mighty Human Z uh, does a, a Rumble podcast along with uh, with our, our buddy the Joker from Twitter here, Behind Enemy Lines, right? Yes. The name of the podcast. So this is the soundbite. Uh, so Joe Biden uh, just here recently was talking about a recent conversation he had with his good friend, Mitterrand of Germany. People pled guilty. You know, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it was in, it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, why, why, how, how long are you back for? <laughs> Mitterrand died in 1996, almost 30 years ago now, I'll tell you something, Aaron. Hey. Me and Mitterrand, we, we walked that whole Great Wall of China together. Did I, t- did I tell you, did I tell you that my son was killed here in France at D-Day? Did I tell you that? Oh, this guy. He was there when Corn Pop <laughs> breathed his last breath. Man, you watch. This guy will never debate Donald Trump. You watch. He he can't do it. He barely. He walked his way through it in 2020. Got through it. There's no way. Four years later, into his dementia, that he could pull it off. No way. Yeah. Well, you know, I I like the idea. So the Super Bowl's coming up this weekend. I don't really care because the NFL's gone so woke so many times. And I'm like, who cares? I don't care who Taylor Swift's rooting for. Uh, I, I really, I just don't care. But Joe Biden. They don't even have enough confidence in him to sit down for a three-minute softball interview with CBS to do the presidential interview before the Super Bowl. So I, I agree. Like Donald Trump says, well, he'll take the spot then instead. So why not get a, a guy who's up for the job to do I, the job? I really hope those uh, Brooklyn Dodgers uh, bring home the cup this year, guys. Yeah, I really want to see them uh, 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 put, put a ball through that uh, that big H there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Grandpa Lou in Bill. You know, we just got breakfast delivered. Heck, Grant, that's a good reminder, Grandpa. Grandpa Lou's delivered some great breakfast, too. He's brought some summer sausage and uh, pepper jack cheese and more for us before. Grandpa Lou, how do you do? Hey, good morning, my friends. How you guys sound like you're having a good time. <laughs> well, you, you got to these days. You got you to gotta figure oh, out a yeah. way to keep your head up in the midst of this craziness, huh? Yeah. The, um, I'm glad I overslept today because I was going to bring some dry old jerky down to share with you and stuff. I'd have been embarrassed if I'd have showed up with dry old jerky. He had that five-star breakfast. I'd have probably hanged my head in shame and shuffled on out. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we would, have, we would have graciously accepted it, too. I'm sure you still got some in your cargo pocket from a, a, a training exercise a few years ago. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you both for all that you do, and uh, God, God bless all that serve. Thank you. Hey, no, thank you. Thanks for your service as well, Grandpa Lou, one of our Marine Corps veterans listening to the show. Great to hear from you. Next up on the phone lines, let's go to Kevin in Bozeman. Kevin, what's going on? Yeah, hey, guys. I don't think I don't think we have to worry about Joe Biden. I think it's going to be Michelle Obama, and, and I say that because um, there's no way Joe Biden will make it through this summer um, health-wise. And they have a black vice president that they can't get rid of, but she's horrible. She's even worse than Joe Biden in some ways. So they, the only way they can do it is bring in another black woman 
um, the first woman, first black woman president, and it's an Obama. So I mean, it's a win-win. And, but they're, they're not going to bring her out now because she has to campaign, and, and she hates America, really. And she probably doesn't even necessarily really want the presidency, but it will ensure maybe another eight years of all the Obama people in, in the office. And they're there right now. So, I mean, this is going to be five terms. It could be five terms of Obama, um, you know, counting this term with, with Biden. And I, I think that's the way they're going to go. They they, ha- they can't. They have to deal with. It has to be Michelle to take care of Kamala, and she, and they don't want her out there right now because she'll have to answer questions. She'll have to like deal with you know, political stuff and debates. They're going to do it in the um, at the delegation at the, at the in, in August at their at their um, whatever their campaign thing that they do in August, and they'll nominate her. Uh, they'll they'll wait till the last to. minute. But no, I I think you're right. I think that the going thinking is that is that. It, I think you're right in the sense that I think the going thinking is that if they are going to reject Kamala Harris, which they have to do, if they are going to to one up Kamala Harris, they have to have a black woman because otherwise, I mean, they're already uh, losing black voters left and right right now because of the destructive policies. In fact, John, you probably saw the MSNBC clip or you heard the MSNBC clip where these these black voters were saying, uh, "Hey, with Trump we had money, with Biden we don't." With Biden, we're broke. With Trump, we had money. And I was like, wow. I mean, that says it all right there alone. But Newt Gingrich, uh, to Kevin's point, Kevin, thanks for the call. Newt Gingrich said last night, I can't remember which program he was on, but he said that that he now fully believes that they will remove Joe Biden off the ballot at some point because they have to. Um, and, and what he's hearing is that is that, you know, a lot of people think it would be Michelle Obama because of the Kamala Harris angle. <laughs> That's exactly what what I was just going to say right now to that is you have a whole lot of really, really smart people out there, Gingrich being one of them, on our side and on their side, on the Democrats' side, that are saying that. And I'm here to tell you right now, because I mean, I follow this every day, as you, as you do, Aaron, that's not going to happen. Unless unless Grandpa Joe wets his diaper on live television where everybody can see it, that's not going to happen. You know why? Because him and Jill liked that White House. And where they really tried this was back last, you're going back into the spring of 2023. That's where they came at Joe hard. Hey, go ahead and step back. That was the deal. You were going to do one term and step back. And they said no. And right now, I'm telling you all these, all this fantasy about Gavin Newsom and Michelle Obama, all that it ain't gonna happen well and uh, it's interesting so jim messina who was a longtime chief of staff to former democrat senator max Baucus of montana and then he ran obama's 2012 campaign he is desperately trying to keep the floor from coming out underneath joe biden right now and say hey hey, hey look he did well in south carolina he did better than people expected in south carolina yeah probably because people aren't voting in the democrat primary they're just they're just either not voting or they're trying to vote in the republican one like they did in south carolina uh, and so um and so, but I think he he's probably either a trying to wait until the last minute and make sure that they don't remove him too early, kind of like what Kevin was saying, or b um, he'd rather go with the knowns versus the unknowns, and and that may be I think where where Messina is le- is leaning right now. Another caller on the phone lines. Uh, let's see, I think Travis will check in with them, and uh, and we'll start with your phone calls right after this four zero six two nine four. Uh, 0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. And I think John still has some topics scribbled on his little notepad there, too. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Let me start with the basics as it relates to what is wrong with the Senate immigration bill. Number one, there's no need for the bill. 
We don't need any legislation to secure the border. We just bring back those policies. The bill expands work authorization for illegal immigrants while failing to include critical asylum reforms. It has language that allows illegals to be released from physical custody, which effectively would codify Biden's catch and release policy. That's insane. The so-called shutdown authority that's in the bill, if there's more than 5,000 illegal immigrants in a day, is anything but shut down authority because it's got a million loopholes and it grants far too much discretionary authority to both Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas. Why would you do that? From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. With everything going on in the world today, the war, the inflation, the geopolitical tensions, $33 trillion in national debt, it's no wonder people are looking to diversify their savings with gold and silver. But who does Sean Hannity choose for his gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. Gold Co. is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with over 5,000 five-star reviews, and they've helped thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver for Sean Hannity listeners. But it's first come, first served, and only while supplies last. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you can get started today. Tell them Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. 524 and tell them the great Eldersky sent you. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's sneak in a quick uh, phone call here before we run out of time. Bill in Billings, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Well, good morning, guys. You know, in Sunday's Gazette, there was a uh, letter to the editor from an acquaintance of mine, and he agreed that uh, Trump's policies were really good, and he agreed that the uh, legal attacks on Trump were not really very nice. And then he says, you got to vote for Nikki Haley because you just can't vote for Donald Trump. Then it dawned on me, how holy does he think he is? And Mark Roscoe, all men and women, all of these never-Trumpers, they ought to take a look in the mirror instead of turning their nose up at Donald Trump. Like, they are so holy. It just dawned on me that these people are some of the biggest hypocrites that have ever lived. That You know, uh, yeah, I think there is an element of this holier-than-thou that you get from some of the never-Trumpers out there. And, and But, boy, they'll turn a blind eye to, to all of the other craziness going on in the world and, and in America. But, but, you know, we're not electing our pastor or our or a priest to, to lead this country right now, uh, you know, like yeah, we're trying to know, get our country uh, turned around. And, and even if we were, you, you mean to tell me that 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 uh, for all that is not holy that is happening in Washington, D.C. right now. And, you know, Washington deserves somebody like Donald Trump to go there and clean that place out. You know, most of them consider themselves Christians, but. To them, hate is a wonderful and glorious thing, as long as you're hating the right person 
or the right group. You know, yet they call themselves Christians. It just amazes me, the hypocrisy on that side. All right, Bill, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. John, the, the one other thing that uh, that I wanted to cover this hour, and, and we can just sum it up real fast, was, okay, so over the weekend, we launch all these missiles against these so-called Iranian proxies. There's going to be a big response, and apparently this was the big response. What a big nothing burger of a story that turned into. We had three of our own troops killed, and yet nothing burger by and large of a response out of, out of the Biden administration. Did, did you watch how it played out? They took three, four, how many days to do this, in which they said all over the media to anybody that would listen, hey, guys, we're getting ready to uh, do a response in these areas. And they did that over the media. What do you think they're doing back channel? They are calling every one of these people saying, hey, Ahmed, we're going to hit your side over there. Make sure everybody's gone. It was a complete Bill Clinton aspirin factory sham what they did right there. That was all for show. And th- throwing all those missiles at empty factories just as a show to the American people that we did something. Well, and Peter Ducey basically confirmed that the White House says they gave Iran a heads up. Unbelievable. And, and so they helped the people that killed our own troops. There's a lot of confusion about whether the U.S. clued in Iraqi partners before strikes there this weekend. The State Department says they didn't. The White House says they did. Republicans worry most about public comments about retaliation. And while President Biden is patient retaliating against Houthi rebels. He's reportedly impatient with Israel's prime minister as war there continues and a ceasefire appears unlikely. Politico reports he's deeply suspicious of Benjamin Netanyahu and privately has called the Israeli prime minister a bad bleeping guy. Good night, Joe Biden, giving the heads up to Iran in this nothing burger response. But yet, boy, he wants to stick it to Israel. Absolutely insane. Uh, Owen and Bozeman messaged us on the Montana Talks app. Imagine Michael Obama and Kamala Harris get the popcorn because the fight, the cat fight, is about to start. Uh, Orange, uh, Orange, one of your Twitter, uh, fr- our Twitter friends, Orange, uh, says, uh, "Roses are red, violets are blue. I'd lay down suppressing fire for you." <laughs> She's wondering, "Hey, what did we see at the shot show for the ladies? All sorts of guns." I, I, I mean, hey. But were there ladies there? They're non-binary. I mean, they're binary. Lots of binary guns. I didn't notice any ladies there. I'm sure you did. I'm positive you did not. Well, we had the guns, though, let's be honest. Uh, (laughs) Literally and figuratively.